bondage, strangulation, drugs, sex, and torture. How one man went from a right-wing computer programmer and was later uncovered to be a sadistic serial killer, brutally torturing and murdering the lives of over 50 men on a 12-year killing spree. This is a story of Randy Kraft, the scorecard killer. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the first ever episode of Morning Serial, where we give you the scoop on a killer podcast. I'm your host, Tamara, and before we get started, I'd just like to say, if you're enjoying this podcast, please give me a follow or a share so I know that you're enjoying the episode. Without further ado, welcome to Morning Serial. Born March 19th, 1945 in Long Beach, California, Randy was brought up in a very conservative household. This is just a side note, but he was a Pisces. And honestly, I don't really follow astrology, but I recently saw a TikTok of a list of famous serial killers. And it's really interesting to see that like major serial killers like Dahmer, um, Ted Bundy, Randy Kraft, and all of these big names that we have heard of all of their star signs tend to fall under the same four, which is Pisces, Sagittarius, Gemini, and Virgo. And some people are saying that they're more likely than others to become serial killers. So if you have like a friend or an ex or someone that's like super weird and that's their star sign and you're really getting serial killer vibes, uh, run. Something weird going on there for sure. So he ended up moving to Orange County when he was three and throughout the years he was considered very right-winged. And he even voted for and sided with the Republicans and favored the Vietnam War. However, something super strange happened to him along the way that we weren't able to trace. There's no significant event reported in his life. We had our writers and myself look into it and there was nothing significant. But something happened in 1965 where he ended up flipping like a switch. And suddenly he was openly and frequently attending gay bars and working as a bartender. And he was also even rumored to enjoy bondage. And during this last year, he started disappearing several times during the week, according to his roommate, and he would return at super strange hours. He was actually even arrested in 1966 for lewd behavior with a man. And so much of his behavior had changed that he actually even had to repeat one of the courses to earn his degree in economics. And at this point, he had become openly homosexual and started to frequent gay bars very often. Once he started working, Randy was actually stationed at Edwards Air Force Base, but was later discharged from the position on supposed medical grounds. However, more likely than not, it was because he had openly come out of the closet at that point and was laid off from the position. He ended up becoming a bartender full time and soon after started working as a programmer. Randy was arrested again on March 29, 1975, on the account of the murder of Keith Crotwell, whose severed head was actually found along the shores of the Long Beach Marina. Suspicions arose because it became known that Keith had been picked up by a car that was later identified as Randy Kraft's. However, Randy denied all the charges, maintaining that he had simply dropped them off at the all-night cafe. Unfortunately, there was no substantial evidence to prove the crime and Randy was actually released. The next time he was stopped by a patrolman was on the very same highway on May 14th, 1983, at 1 a.m. under the suspicion of drunk driving. Randy put up a friendly demeanor and pulled over instantly, smiling as he stepped out of the car. However, drunk driving quickly became the least of the policeman's worries. When he noticed the body of a man apparently sleeping 
in the backseat of his car. Upon further investigation, it was revealed that the Marine officer, in fact, was not asleep, but was rather dead. The 25-year-old Marine Terry Gambrell had been strangled by his own belt. Believe it or not, he was actually the last to be arrested of three different killers who had been mistaken to be the freeway killer. Honestly, what was going on back then? Either the highway patrol needs some new hires. Why are so many people killing people and dumping their bodies on the same highway? Um, what? Although this alone was enough evidence to almost land him in jail, that wasn't all. Upon receiving a search warrant, the police had also found an envelope inside with 47 pictures of nude men, seemingly asleep, others dead, and in pornographic positions. Even worse, there were tranquilizers and prescription drugs found, which were probably used initially to drug the victims. There was also a suitcase found inside the trunk of his car, which contained 60 notes written in what seemed to be a personal cryptic language. From within his house, there are possessions of the victims found, as well as scorecards which had listed the victims. But what was so strange about the scorecards was that Randy would not actually use the victims' names, but rather a nickname he had come up with for them or referring to them as the state where they belonged to. Among these strange names were Deodorant, New Year's Eve, Iowa, Randy maintained his innocence throughout, claiming that the list was rather a list of his sexual encounters and some other random stuff. But as you and I both know, it's a little bit hard to believe at this point. He was charged and found guilty of all counts, including sodomy and torture, and was linked confidently to 16 murders, with the actual number suspected to be significantly higher. The average victim was a Caucasian male ranging between his late teens to mid-twenties, these individuals were usually hitchhikers, runaways, or just men he'd picked up from the bar. Once in his car, Randy would forcefully drug them, get them drunk, and then bind them. He would use a cigarette lighter to torture these individuals, using against their face, chest, and genitals, and the mode of death varied between asphyxiation, strangulation, bludgeoning, or a mixture of drugs and torture. The bodies would be dumped almost always along the Southern Californian Highway. A majority of these victims would have something inserted to their rectum, usually a sock. To the curiosity of many, the victims would usually be clothed with just their shoes taken off. It was suspected that this was just because Randy had a foot fetish. He has been linked to murders in the states of Southern California, Michigan, and Oregon, and as a computer programmer, his job led him to travel to two other states, and the dates have consistently matched up with murdered individuals in those states. Between 1971 and 1983, Kraft is believed to have killed 67 victims, but Kraft was only charged with and convicted of 16 of those homicides. Kraft had the longest and most expensive trail in Oregon County, lasting about 13 months and costing about $10 million. However, the appeals added to even more than this, so the process was dragged over 13 years. He was eventually sentenced to the death penalty in 1989, and later this decision was upheld in court in 2000. He is currently stationed in San Quentin State Prison as he awaits his death. So that is it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I would like to mention that the purpose of this podcast is not to make a mockery of or bring pain to the families of the victims, but rather to educate and inform to the masses. Randy's crimes seem to reflect on his deep inner turmoil and oppression in regards to his sexuality and something that he unfortunately took out on so many innocent individuals. 
Let me know what you think about this case and what you think might be the reason between his mysterious and sudden switch from extreme right to serial killer. With that, I wish you all a wonderful day, stay safe, and we'll see you in the next episode.